Alright. Do you like scary movies? Do you want to play a game? We're revisiting Screams 1 through 4 to open up our summer horror movie marathon because it's Summer Slash 2020. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. we should probably talk about the history of Summer Slash, which came out in 2019. We watched a bunch of horror movies, mostly slasher films, over the course of the entire summer last year, all because of, really, the motivation came from these really heartfelt movies called, uh, what is it? Um, Dave, what are the 3D Valentine's horror movies? What, what, what uh, was it? Uh, my be, my, be My something? What is it? Um, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, My Bloody Valentine. So we watched the original from the 80s, which was trying to be like a the Friday Thirteenth type, but it came from Canada. So in season nine, like we're like, how are we gonna close our season out, right? Like, what was our season finale gonna be? And me and Dave were like, oh, let's watch, uh, let's watch this, My Bloody Valentine. So we watched that, and they're like, hey, why don't we also watch the three D one that Todd Farmer did? We're like, okay, if we watch that, and then um, Dave, you might have said like, well, hey, why don't we just watch horror movies for the entire summer? And then we right, told Nick, not, hey, Nick, you know? what if we watched horror movies for the entire summer? And it was Let's a marathon. And then, and then, like, you're like, what do we call it? I go, holy shit, what if we called it Summer Slash? I was like, what a hashtag. <laughs> like, we'll, just, we'll, do it, we'll do it for three months. It feels months. like summer camp with horror movies. Yeah. And as soon as we is. get more sponsorships, we can add sale to the end of that, and we're good to go. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. You, you just popped the balloon, Adam. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I read this one bad one-star review of us one time that said we were just a sales-a-thon because we were talking about what we were talking about. And then we told, oh, yeah, you can watch it on Prime if you what listen to the... That was during Summer Slash. We had all these Prime links, so if you had the desire to watch any of the Slasher movies, you could get the link and then watch it. But actually, during that whole summer, that's when we hit number one on iTunes. The iTunes charts, like, two months into the run somewhere, that's when we started popping up, like, on, like, best of entertainment news, best of movies, best of film history. Like, because people were tuning in to see, like, what kind of uh, horror movie did we have to sit through. And it was kind of like the idea that, like, that, like we're stuck in hell and we're being forced to watch all of these movies. Like, if we were strapped to a chair and our eyes were glued open, and these were the, all the movies we had to watch. Clockwork Orange style. Yeah, pretty much. Going through uh. the treatment. But um, uh, funny enough, uh, though, uh, do you guys remember Drive Angry, where Nick Cage comes out of hell to protect his grandkid uh, from getting sacrificed by, like, a satanic do. cult? Do you I get, fucking get... love this movie. <laughs> I saw this in the theater in 3D. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It was also released in 3D by Todd Farmer, and, like, he's the go-to guy if you want to write it. It's weird, like, how they attached a writer to the concept of 3D movies, but he's, like, the go-to horror guy. If you plan to release your movie in 3D and it's a horror film, he's, like, the guy that writes your script, which is really funny because is he writing moments where he says like, Oh, the coin will be like, I really wonder in the scripts, does it say like when the demon flips the quarter into the air, that'll be 3d. When they throw the bat at the boyfriend, the bad boyfriend, that'll be in 3d. When the car passes through here, it'll be, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he really writing in cues for the technical crew to put in the 3d effects? 
I'm going to say yes because like my Bloody Valentine 3D, I didn't well, I saw it in 3D in the theater, but I the last time I watched it was on TV obviously. And like there's certain moments like the jaw coming out like you know that was planned or you know like it, it feel it feels like Yeah. But he but he backwards uh what's a backwards reverse reverse engineered it well. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's not like Friday the 13th part 3 where it was like so like, oh, this had to have been 3D because it just, just did not fit in a normal The movie. eye coming out on the stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's a good, like, as Dave would call it, like a popcorn movie. Like, oh, it's just absolutely. a great movie just to throw on and yeah. sit down to entertain yourself. Like, if you're feeling stressed out or you're having a bad day or, like, you're about to crack open that uh, refresca on ice, you sit down with Drive Angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, I was thoroughly entertained. I turned it on the other day on freaking... Uh, Voodoo, I rented it, you know, and like just watched it, and then I was feeling pretty good afterwards. I was like, dang, I forgot all about this movie. But then I was like, holy <laughs> crap, it ties into Summer Slash because we were talking about the Valentine's Day horror films, right? And then like, and it's Todd Farmer connection. I was like, wow. And, uh, but you know who, you know who also has like plugged himself in as far as like, um, like the Adam Sandler movies have like a new life on Netflix. Dude, is really, know, he's like right, crushing right. it on Netflix right now. But um, there's a really terrible movie on there. Like, just go with it. It's, it's absolutely horrendous. It's like his worst movie. But even that one is doing well. And um, and obviously they they loaded uncut gems, which we'll get into I, with Dave in a couple of seconds. But I want to say like, did you guys one. watch the comedy that his company put out called The Wrong Missy? But it's like um, uh, David, what's his name, is like the Dave guy Spade. and Lauren Lapkus. Spade. Um, yeah, sh- uh, Spade. David Spade. Yeah. Man, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's about it's a, because it's at a resort where everybody's, like, getting rid of their inhibitions. Or, like, uh, it's really about, like, giving into your ego and, and, like, remembering to have a good time. Because the main character is, like, he's, like, one of those characters that doesn't embrace, like, uh, stepping out from... He's so afraid to make his boss angry, right? That his personality is kind of, like, in a little... Sh- Did you guys watch this movie? Did you guys watch... No. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, I won't spoil it. I'll just say, I'll just say this. The movie will get you laid. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, watch The Wrong Missy with somebody special, and it should be a pretty good night. One of those classic Netflix and chill nights. Um, other than I'm that, his, Adam Sandler's movies haven't <laughs> been that good lately, but for some reason they're they're as far as streaming goes like they're like i said they're getting like a second life like all the things he made in the 90s are like crushing it you know in early 2000s are crushing it on netflix although i will say the um what's that movie the six where he's there's six brothers and it's like a western and it had oh, nick nolte ridiculous six yeah ridiculous six is that what it is i think yeah, that one's actually entertaining it's kind of funny but oh you know who's really funny in the wrong missy and it, you wouldn't think is actually uh schneider rob schneider actually does a good job in this movie oh who you right? cut out there for me you cut out who oh rob schneider did we lose john did no, we lose john i think we lost john i mean uh, he can't record us if we can't hear him right what happened uh, am I oh, back? What? Oh, oh. i hit my mic button am i there am i am i here oh. Oh. that's how excited oh, i got let's keep going <laughs> All right. <laughs> what I was saying was um, Rob Schneider is actually funny in The Wrong Missy, believe it or not. That's what I was trying to imply. He he can be funny. He just yeah. hasn't in a long time. I mean, I haven't watched Wrong Missy yet, so I'll take your word. But um, All right. he could be well, funny when given right up material. The special was really good. Yeah, that's true. You guys have to get back to me on whether or not you liked Wrong Missy, I guess. But 
Now we now we arrive at Uncut Gems. I don't know who the Safdie brothers are. They're a couple of indie independent filmmaking brothers. Um, they make Uncut Gems. I don't like the visual device of going inside the gemstones and the blood vessels. As far as like the camera traveling into like this visual reference for the story material, um, seems like out of place for the rest of the tone of the movie they set. And uh, it's a drama. I mean, this is the one that they people were mad that Adam Sandler didn't get um, rewards or awards for, or um, yeah, I was not, one of them. he didn't get an Oscar nom for this. Before I watched it, um, it yeah, looked he like he was worthy of the nom. I thought so, but. <laughs> We lose John again. Is he person as Mike or what's going no, on? No, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we keep losing. Like you, you cut it up a little. Bit. Yeah, the uh, Mike, uh, we're having some problems with it. Oh, uh, really? I, hmm. I, I don't know. What What did you think of it, John? I mean, I, you know, I, I was glowing about it to you. I really think it was one of the better, one of the best movies I saw last year. Uh, one of the few movies that gave me a near panic attack, and not saying something. Um. Well, I mean, uh, it is panic-inducing. It's a very stressful movie to watch. If you have any stress in your life, it's not a movie to watch. It's going to make you feel worse about your life. It's going to make you feel worse about your everyday problems. It's going to make yeah. you feel worse about your complex problems. If you suffer from PTSD, <laughs> it's definitely going to set off your PTSD. If you have any anxiety disorders, um, oh you're going to get gosh. you're going to be fucked up in this movie. So don't watch it. Um, it's not. It's unbearable almost. Um, and I think I, I, he. I get that. I think why they would push this guy for a norm is what happens to his character. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to really go into details, but I just think what they wrote for the character is why he would get a nomination anyway. It's not his best. I still think Punch Drunk Love is the best dramatic work that he's ever turned in. And would well, be I'm not going to disagree with you there. I, have a, I mean, uh, I absolutely agree with you there, but I mean, well, Punch Drunk Love is in the past, so we can't posthumously or however give him a reward for that, so... This was the best thing he's done in a long time, you know, but. Hmm. Adam Sandler. Rest in peace, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know. I, oh. I, I realized how I said that after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> I know that was kind of hard. Dude. <laughs> okay. Adam Sandler is alive and well. We love Adam yes. Sandler. As far as we know, we don't know exactly what part of LA he lives in. So who knows? He yeah. might be on fire. Who knows? Who knows uh, what's up? Yeah. Um, I'm plugged into a private security cam right now and he's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's okay, probably cool. on an island somewhere <laughs> that only celebrities can get to, you know. I hope he locked up his uh, gem. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, I saw like oh, celebrities wow. were writing out the coronavirus inside of personal jacuzzis, and they're like, everybody, we're going to get this through this together. We're going to get through <laughs> this know. together, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> private jacuzzis, yeah. private jets, and private islands. Yeah, we're all going to get through it together. Um, I wasn't even going to veer off in that direction, but then like somebody made a dark comment about Adam Sandler, and then uh, I don't, well, we're not really fighting. That's funny. Like I thought Dave and I were going to go rose on uncut gems, but but we didn't. Oh, no, 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 I mean it's his best movie in years. I mean, yeah, if the argument is is Punch Drunk Love a better role. I'm going to agree with you. Like, there's no debate there. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. I just really loved Uncut Gems. I thought I mean it just got under my skin. All right, so whether or not you think Adam Sandler is screwing up with his projects lately, HBO Max screwed up big time. They dropped the ball on like 40 million subscribers that currently have HBO and people that have like devices like uh, the Roku TVs. Um, they have a big catalog that nobody can watch. Uh, they need well, to figure I, that I, out. I, I'm sure they're going to fix it. Today. <laughs> what? You subscribe today on what? On what? How much is it? PS4. It's the same price as HBO now. That's the fucked up part is I have HBO now, and we were all told it was going to 
roll over into that, except if you have a Roku. <laughs> so yeah, which is weird. There's forty. Like I was looking, I was weird. looking that um, they're talking about streamers. How many people are streaming online? They're like, oh yeah, like thirty million Americans are streaming online. And guess what? Um, that's basically the entire Roku like uh, you know, customer base. Most of them have a Roku device. So. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to get on it because I just subscribed through PS4, and it's actually a great service. It's got a, a lot of great shit. But if people can't access it, what good are they? What it? What good is it? Yeah, yeah. Roku is so sure. big. That's crazy. Um. Oh, is it just some licensing deal or something they couldn't work out with Roku? That's my guess. Who knows? I don't think they even approached anybody. There's like a lot of inside tension. That's There's all these stories that are leaking and like. There's all these stories reeking on on Reddit and Twitter feeds and like all the stuff that like there was like um, internal groanings or like this is like an HBO Max like not not being early adopters of streaming and they they just dropped the ball basically it's like overlooked they it just not mm-hmm. considered they you know their bulletin their plan whatever on their whiteboard they go oh we're about Roku that's oh, too late <laughs> we, 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 we launched the which, platform which but makes like no, no sense because they already had no, HBO uh, Now on there. Yeah, yeah, I know. I had it on there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, and like, and Peacock is is chugging along, but they have some kind of Comcast deal. Like, I can access some of the Peacock stuff, but um, doesn't seem that interesting. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, we told people last week we were going to launch Summer Slash with a Scream revival because um, we had heard news that they're going to do Scream Five. And they were in talks with like Nev Campbell and some of the original cast members to come back and do the next sequel. And we're like, wow, we actually haven't really torn into Scream on our show, I don't think. We've talked about doing it a couple times. And I'm sure Scream has come up in relation to other movies, like when we've talked about Wes Craven and his catalog and his career. And we've probably brought it up like offhandedly, maybe, you know, in like a, a list somewhere. But we haven't really like really chewed the fat on it, really. So I guess we're going to dig pretty deep. And see how much we can um, stab each other over this plot. Um, Adam's up first. He's a noob. And so he went and, and got to go with fresh eyes and dissect Scream 1. So Adam's going to tell us and our audience about Scream 1, Hello? the original. Lost you again, John. You lost me when again. Di- yeah, something's going on in your end. I'm I don't sorry. know. You guys should just probably just keep talking so they don't hear us. <laughs> you guys keep mentioning that you can't hear me. Well, you were talking and we were like, oh, did we join in? <laughs> I was saying uh, Adam was going to tell us about Scream 1. Okay. Scream 1 is a Are horror movie that for the longest time I put up watching. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, because I was turned off by the trailer, I didn't want to see a movie about a bunch of like young models in a story where I had to, I don't know, invest time as if it were uh, something believable to me. I feel like the casting was just, everyone was too pretty, if that makes sense. So it felt like a, like a, a packaged product for teenagers. And even though I was a teenager when it came out, uh, I just kind of wanted to watch more serious movies, if that makes sense. Um, so for the longest time, I put off watching this movie, and I've been very judgy. Um, just seeing the trailers and excerpts and people tell me reference it and pop culture and stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, ghost face. Okay. Very nice. And then, you know, now I've, <laughs> and, uh, and I've seen it and you know, it wasn't bad. Um, I thought it was the most well-lit 
horror I've ever seen in my life. I mean, <coughs> yeah. I mean, it just has so much light, but they're still able to drill in um, some of the more horrific scenes and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I end up enjoying it more towards the end of watching all four movies than than any single standout movie. Um, so my opinions are all over the place with how I feel about the films. But, I mean, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, bottom line, I, I mean... Would I give it a thumbs up? Uh, maybe a thumbs three quarters up. Okay, for, for anybody out there who doesn't know what Scream is, which Adam didn't tell you, uh, Scream is about a bunch of high schoolers who are stalked by killers that love horror films, and they make phone calls and force the characters to play this game where if they don't answer correctly about the horror films, they're going to get killed. Obviously, we know they're going to get killed anyway. And then, then as the plot progresses, you start to think that somebody within the group of the main friends might be one, might be a killer. And it, it um, does like a rope-a-dope for half a minute, and then you go in deep with these film fans, and then all of a sudden it's uh, you find out exactly what's going on. And it sets off like a whole new subgenre of slasher films. It set a trend. There's a lot of copycats that came later. It was written by Kevin Williamson, who's a great horror writer, and he actually brought us also things like Dawson's Creek, of all things, which is kind of funny. Later on, he does like a cult TV show with Kevin Bacon called The Following, which is pretty good. He had planned three screen movies. He did the first two to execution with um, Wes Craven, and he also wrote a, a werewolf movie called Cursed, which is kind yeah. of cursed, but also good. It was. Um, yeah. So that's how you would lay up Scream. And uh, a lot of great people in the first movie. Nev Campbell, Drew Barrymore. Drew, Drew Barrymore uh, was amazing. In that, Dave likes uh, Skeet yeah. Ulrich. It's got uh, Matthew Lillard. It's actually Skeet. And, oh, I should just tell you, folks, this is uh, completely... You're gonna spoil- get, this is yeah, spoilerific. Right? I mean, Summer Slash yeah, is... We, 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 we bring out the guts and the glory of all these movies. So, Matt Lillard and uh, Skeet Ulrich are the killers in the first film. One of them is dating uh-huh. the main character, and they throw you off of it for a little while, but then they reel you back in, and then the other guy gets stabbed too deep. He's kind of like the tag-along, and he, he dies, supposedly. Um, Adam, you got some questions for us for, for the binge-watcher crew here? Yeah. Um, in the first film, uh, what was your favorite scene? But not – let's – well, let me ask them in a different order then. What was your favorite death? Hmm. Um, I'm gonna say uh, the uh, the death by uh, Garage Door still classic because it's you know <laughs> how many other horror movies did that I can point to a million stabbings but how many deaths by Garage Door so that's got to go down as my favorite. Except I gotta really I gotta bring up the fact that the Garage Door can't kill you in real yeah. life. No, it can't. But that's also why I like it. This is a fantasy world, so you know. Hey, yeah. I disagree. There have been instances where people have been death by garage door before they put in the safety features. And you have to remember, this was the mid-90s. Oh, that's fair. Wow. <laughs> Buckle up, kids. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just yeah. giving Wes Craven a bone. <laughs> um, favorite death. Wow. Probably you stabbed me too deep. Probably when the killers are trying to negotiate how to wound themselves but still survive and get away with it. Yeah, That was good. Yeah, it's a little woozy here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Drew Barrymore in the opening. I that first when I first saw this in the theater, Ugh. that opening fucking got me. I'm like, what the right. hell am I in for? 
it sets up the tone for the movie, and it is the ultimate death in this movie, for sure. Well, it, it that has one of the most realistic moments in any horror movie, which is... Dude, right? There, there's that <laughs> scene where she's trying to scream for her mom, but she doesn't have a voice. I oh think every single person has had a dream or a nightmare where they needed to scream out, but they couldn't. Like, that fucked with my head when I first saw it. Still <laughs> today, actually. Yeah, it, it is such a beautiful opening. It is, uh, it resonates. It yeah. really, it really, uh... <laughs> strikes horror chills into your bones uh unlike anything else i think i think it's probably the best scene of the entire series in my opinion even though i like a lot of other scenes from other things i, that I brings, can agree I can't with argue that. with that yeah, actually i can't argue that's actually that pretty spot on it's a mini movie unto itself yeah. and the cool the cool thing about having drew barrymore in there is that you you automatically assume in your deep subconscious this is the heroine of the picture, and we are going to be following her, and she's going to survive because she's like a huge star. And right. then what do yeah. they do? They chuck her right out the window. <laughs> now, and well, you, Adam, Adam, since you had not seen this, did you know that already going in, or was this a total surprise for you? No, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. It That's was awesome. shocking. That's great. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what's so funny is this time watching it, I realized this movie, I won't say rip off, but it pays homage to two different Hitchcock movies, which is, of course, Psycho, because Drew yeah. Barrymore dies in the middle of the movie, or excuse me, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And also, nobody talks about this, but this the the two killers felt very much like Rope, if anybody knows that Hitchcock movie. Oh, absolutely. I, I've never yep. seen it. I want to. Add it to the list. It's, yeah. it's worth watching. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, my second question was just, is there any other... Like, what's your favorite? What is the best scene? We've gone over the best death, but is there another scene other than? Let's just put the Drew Barrymore scene aside. Is there any other scene in this movie that really uh, comes out and resonates to you? Um, Randy explaining the rules of a horror film. Yeah. That... Oh yeah. I like the block. I like the blockbuster video scene. I know that dates itself. Yeah. I thought I thought that was really fun, and now when you watch it again. It's like, oh, this is, oh, I miss those days. And I, oh, it I made just, me miss it, too. I really did. <laughs> yeah, right. sick, sick to my stomach. I was like, oh, man, I remember that, and it's never going to be like that again. Well, I don't yeah, know. No. So many people talk about it, and uh, it might come back. It, could it might be back. a retro thing. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't uh, hear, um, I guess, did everybody tell tell their favorite scene? Yeah. I well, so. I, I would have chose Randy's scene. I guess I'll say like the whole last act is kind of a you know edge your seat, if you will. <laughs> it, Dave, he asked you a, he opinion. asked you about a favorite scene, not the entire know, third I, act. I, <laughs> I would have said the Randy scene too, and I okay. guess that's fine. You can well, have you two can votes for Randy. Same. He's a character that it's almost better than the other characters, so it's fine. You know, I, Actually, I you know what? what? I'll say the scene where they pay homage to Nightmare on Elm Street with a cameo by Wes Craven. Okay. That was that was fun. Because you guys already chose the other best one, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm just going to go with your first answer and say that third act is a doozy. <laughs> if that was all one scene, and we could just consider that one scene, wow! <laughs> what a mild man! I love that mild mannered like answer. <laughs> the third act was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, hey. Uh, speaking of how much of a horror movie fan Randy is, and he lays out the rules of horror movies dave what do you know about horror movies quite a bit because i have shutter the premium service by amc at shutter.com 
basically you can watch all the horror movies that they have to offer many exclusives and it's great for any person who loves horror movies nice you see how i put him on the spot but he rolled with it good job oh, he was good <laughs> yeah he was good but uh just re- just re- and i would like to add that all you got to do for one month a free watch in horror movies is enter the code binge watchers at Ooh. checkout nice yeah <laughs> um nick Tell us about Scream 2. Oh, man. Scream 2, I, I'm assuming is a year later. Sydney Prescott's in college. Randy's in college. And Randy's studying film. Um, and there's an, there's start, more killing start, right? And in this one, you actually have a better cast because the first one was such a success. Everyone wanted to be in this freaking movie. So everyone is literally in this movie, whether it's the fake movie, in the movie, and um, I freaking love this movie. Scream 2 is fun. I think it's a great sequel. And they actually, there's a scene in the college where they're talking about film sequels. It brings like Godfather 2 is better, Aliens better. Oh, speaking love that, it. I, I love that scene. And speaking of that, do you guys think this is a worthy sequel to part one? Uh, I, I think it is. However, I got to say, watching it this time for the first time in nearly 20 years, um, it got my opinion got knocked down a peg or two. I think the first two acts are a little clunky, but a solid third act. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I think it felt like very much rushed because they were trying to like I watched two documentaries on the Scream series and this one was rushed. So and you yeah, they, feel, literally a year later. It. Yeah, it was literally a year to the date almost it came out. Yeah, they rushed it. So, but but I think the parts that work work so fucking well. The the discussion of sequels, uh, that third act still works for me. So it's not it's it's good, but I I think my opinion knocked a peg or two down watching it this time. What what about you guys? What what was the question? Is that one of your three questions? Oh yeah, it's one of my three questions. What uh, do you think it's a worthy sequel? Uh, yeah, it's a great sequel actually. Uh, if I if I had to pick only one of the four to go back to, I would just go back to Scream Two. Definitely. And me too. I, I actually, this is like my, um, like the one I really love, but two's the one I watch more. So actually, I think it's a completely worthy sequel. It's not on Aliens or Godfather 2, but I fucking love it. I think it was an absolutely worthy sequel. I mean, it did uh, so much of what the first one did in terms of making you uh, shocked and. Uh, and uh, turning the script on you and not not telling you um, enough information for you to like it give you no it gave you a lot and I kind of knew one of the players towards the end but the other one was like what <laughs> yeah I know what you're talking about I thought I knew. I was, can we can we spoil that right now who who you're talking about the whole thing <laughs> can be spoiled that, that summer yeah, slashes yeah, yeah, yeah. we rip it open no but yeah, yeah. I don't personally want to be responsible for spoiling it for anyone okay but they're not they spoiling because if they're listening to summer slash they should love these yeah. movies and watch them anyway I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about Laurie Metcalf right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was like wait up the the Roseanne lady is a villain yes in movie? <laughs> <laughs> I did see this in theater and I was like Jackie and Jackie really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah we were all so, laughing we're like. And then, uh, man, she was nuts. Oh, she God. did a really good, like, wide-eyed, I'm a crazy woman. Well, she's supposed you know? to be the mother of the murdered killer from the first one, right? Billy Loomis's mother. Yeah. And, and, and if you're paying attention to the movie scene in, with Randy in this one, he tells you. He lines it up with the, the killer mothers in movies. Like, he even mentions, yeah. like, Ms. Voorhees or whatever. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun, too, because they gave you foreshadowing yeah. so that 
you know, like, hey, here's a here's a bone, and oh, guess what? It's a callback. Woohoo! Well, Who I mean, if you pay it? attention to what Randy says, he tips everybody off. I mean, if you pay attention, he, he kind of lays out how oh, it's yeah. gonna work. Yeah, I love I love how often in in the entire series, well, they'll say something, and then it'll immediately happen, but it's still frightening. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you still get a jump out of it. I. I I think I started to like the series as a whole more at the Scream idea more because of the second film. Well, the second film includes two bigger stars, too. Timothy Oliphant and Jerry O'Connell, right? Yeah. 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 Especially before Timothy was, uh, like, big. Oh, and Lee Schreiber, who's just making a name for himself, too. Not as big, but shows up. Who appears as, like, stills in the first movie, which is crazy because of uh, what kind of huge talent he is. Uh, but I, I'm not going based on the fact that bigger stars are in it. I'm just going, like, it was just more fun. They doubled yeah. down on everything. There's even, my, I wanted to say my favorite scene in the movie, and I don't know if you're asking this question, but this is my favorite scene in the movie, where they're, they've both been in the car accident. And yes, Ghost so Faces suspenseful, like, right? Dude, I was like, Very get much. out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> well, that was like Jaws-level suspense, like Shark in the Water suspense. Was Dude, the, the scene in the... um. The set they were in the the soundproof room they were in like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. At one hand, I was like, I was screaming at Kirk. I'm like, why didn't you blockade that door a long time ago? On the other hand, I was caught up in the tension of it. Like it is, Wes Craven. Like I told you guys in chat room, um, like master. he is just he is a master of suspense, not just horror, but just suspense in general. Um, while we're on uh, that topic of scenes, I mean, I'm I'm actually that's our question, right? So my favorite scene is actually it shocked me was when Randy died. I was like, "Are you kidding me? You're, you killed yeah. Randy." I knew it was kind of. Wait, happen, what's your question, Nick? Uh, what favorite scenes? I mean, you guys just said two of them, so that mine was uh, Randy getting knocked off. I like where the killers are dancing through the like Orpheus play or whatever it is, where she's playing. Oh yeah. Uh, it's I don't, I don't know. It's some kind of it's a it's a Greek tragedy or something, and she's playing like the. The character. I forget which play it is, but you also get the guy from Secret of the Ooze too, the doctor. He's another well known actor. He was also in yes. Body Bags. Um, <laughs> yes. I forget his name though, but anyway, he's there as the, the, the theater director saying, like, you know, the show must go on, so you, you gotta act this out. And the killer's dancing among the dancers who are wearing masks and they look almost like the killer and she doesn't she she thinks she's she's hallucinating. She's not quite sure if the killer's there or not, but it's he's dancing mm-hmm. through all the other, you know, the costume dancers. I thought that was pretty good. Well, that's a beautiful scene, John. I mean, it's just beautiful cinematography. It's gone all I've shown you a lot of foreshadowing. There's nothing but knives. There's no reason she would like to be on a stage like that. I, I remember thinking, man, this is beautiful when I was watching yeah. it like a music video. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty well choreographed. You're right. It's pretty awesome. Um, I, yeah. Scream 2 is well-rounded. Again, like if you have to go back to one film, it, the worst thing is the tragedy of, of Randy being killed. It's yeah. shitty. That's the most shitty yeah. part. Is that your next it question, <laughs> Nick? What's the shittiest <laughs> <No>. part? <laughs> like... <laughs> well, I have a joke question. How hot is Timothy Olyphant in this movie? I'm just saying. Oh, He's my man. man. He's always scorching. Like, right? What's his name in the movie? Yes, Mickey or something? Think. What's his name? <laughs> Mickey? Is that his name in the movie? Which one? His name is Mickey or something in the movie, right? M- Mickey, yeah. The psycho videographer film guy. Yeah, he likes Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, yeah. I almost thought he was going to break out in song when they're doing the lunchroom musical scenario where he's he's oh, the he's so good. new boyfriend is confessing God. that he loves um 
Sydney. You know what I love about this movie is they they're still homaging not even horror movies like Top Gun. It's like and they even reference it's like oh Top Gun. I, I love that. Wow. There's a yeah. Top Gun connection in part three. To the right. Yeah. Anyway. But we're, we're not there yet. I know we're not there yet. What's that, <laughs> throw that back around? All right. Yeah. My last question is this: a short answer, right? If you were a scream killer, what would your motive be? That's my last question. You fucking killed Randy. <laughs> I'm to blow you all. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I don't know. We'd have to decide how we're connected to the story, right? Like, which That's character? Are you, are you saying that we are? Um, or, may, or maybe it's of, us. Maybe it's our universe, right? I was, I was thinking, like, what if we were doing this podcast and you guys were more popular than me on the show, and I never got to talk, so I start killing off one by one, you guys, and then <laughs> so gradually, get more and then I get we more all know that David is the <laughs> loose cannon on here, and he's the one to worry about. So. <laughs> yes, yes. There's my motive. There's my motive. You could yeah. be um, <laughs> King Binge. Yeah. Wow. King. King Vince. Anyways, this is a dumb question. Uh, John. No, no, I think. No, you guys want to go? I think in today's like fate, like reality star fame horror society, I'll just do it for the just the screen time, like you know, for my yeah. fifteen minutes of fame. Why not? Son of a bitch. That's why I'm gonna kill you, though. You <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I thought the, the question was, what would each of us be the most? Why would we kill? Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I'm just trying to make sure. Am I answering the right question? You are. You are. You are. You're just justifying uh, Nick's love Nick's reason, my reason to kill like, <laughs> Well, I mean, this is a hard like, question to answer without ruining the discussion of the other Scream movies. That's right? true. We can always come back Because to my this, answer yeah. would be related to like well, the motivation of one of the killers in Scream 4, but I can't talk about Scream 4 because we're going yeah, in order. So, right, wait, just, yeah. just real quick, real quick, though. Is this movie like the precursor to the dark web because she found a serial killer to help her out with the shit? Like, oh, yeah, right? like some yeah. psycho board. Oh, yeah. The message boards <laughs> yeah. of the early, or like AOL, you know? <laughs> you, know yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like early dark web. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very weird. That was pre-dark yeah. web. That was before anything was monitored. There was no need for a dark web then. Mm. Yeah, you had the yeah, Lycos, least... the little doggy, and he took you everywhere on the internet. And remember the little paper clip? Oh, yeah, yeah the little helper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I want to say my motivation, and it would just be, I do it for the money, guys. Take the money and run. Kill for uh, kill for money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, um, no, that's not true. Um, I would do it for everyone's Blu-ray and DVD collection. So, oh damn! That'd be um, you, I'd be. No, I'd, can no, we can no, we go in universe? Are we allowed to be in universe? Are we allowed to say like if we had the motivations of a character that was in the movies? You could say anything you want, John. Yeah. Okay, then <laughs> transport me inside Drew Barrymore's character. She's not dead, and she's fucking pissed, and she's coming back. Nice. Yeah. Who? The Drew character? Barrymore character. Well, I don't know what her name is. Tiffany. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that could be so cool, like a zombie Drew Barrymore for Scream Five. <laughs> oh, anyway, wow. we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. So, so John. What? Let's move on to Scream 3. Okay. Tell me what's up with so, Scream 3. Okay. okay, so they had like nine weeks to slap this movie together. They were doing rewrites like on the day that they were shooting scenes. And they were like literally hacking things apart from a five-page outline. Because Kevin Williamson was supposed to do number three. He was he turned in a, a, a trilogy outline. That's why the characters are talking about trilogies in 2 and 3. Is because right. he outlined a trilogy. But then he went off to do something else. And then like you still have... Um, you know, you still have Wes Craven working on it, but then they bring in Aaron Kruger, who 
Aaron Kruger actually turns out to be a good writer. He goes on to write all the Ring movies. He goes on to freaking write uh, Reindeer Games, which is a uh, uh, a little a little favorite of mine. Um, he goes on to write like a few of the Transformers movies, and now he's attached to Top Gun too. So the guy's got some chops. But at the time, he was a relatively new writer. Had only done like some other horror movie, maybe I think was one of his first Killers in the House or something. I don't really know what that is. And then. Um, so the two things that got the well the major things that got axed from the movie, as as it progressed was they they got rid of Stu Matt Lillard's character was supposed to come back in part three. the The other angle was Randy was also supposed to still be alive, and they cut that. And then the last thing they did was that there were supposed to be a Woodsboro fan club that was following the original killers and and any vict- all the victims in part three were supposed to not really be dead until the end of the movie when they attacked Sydney. Like, all the, all the people you saw got murdered through the entire movie were not dead, and then they all attack Sydney at the end of the film. That was going to be the big finale, and I'm like, holy shit. If we had had a part three like that, it would have changed the whole scenario, and it would have been worthy of the trilogy, right? But what we so get is... Um, we get this thing where, <laughs> like... <laughs> There's a movie within a movie called Stab, and we saw in Scream 2 that Stab was like the, the you know, they took the book that Gail Weathers wrote about the murders in Woodsboro, and then wrote a move, they wrote a movie, then they continued to make sequels, naturally, as they would with horror films. So they're like on the third Stab movie, and everybody's in character. So there's like, Dewey meets a guy playing Dewey, Sydney meets a guy playing Sydney. Because Randy is dead, they just cast another guy, and but made him a Randy-like character, in the stab universe, right? And it goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. And then they start to die because the killer gets a copy of the script for this stab three, the movie within a movie. And so then the real characters begin to die based on how their characters die in the movie they're supposed to be making with like a Harvey Weinstein type um, John Milton. But it, the, the cameos are great in this movie, right? I tried to write them down. Lance Henriksen is playing the producer of this fake stab movie. You got Carrie Fisher. She's like a script doctor. Doctor. She's working at the production company. Kevin Smith and Jay Moos pop up, but I said Moo like a cow, but it's Muse. But I was thinking of their Muse, yeah. Their movie, you know, which is like a cow. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, yeah, they're there. Um, so my my ultimately, guys, Scream Three is the forgettable one. It's like the hurdle you have to get over to get to Scream Four, and it probably has fans online. And I think these cut storylines from part three are probably going to find themselves as part of Scream 5 potentially. But, I mean, my question's for you guys, and I'll start with, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on Dave, and then go to Nick, and then Adam, you can you can finish this first question. Do you guys think that this is the worst third entry in a horror trilogy? Mm. No, I don't think it is. I, I honestly, my opinion turned this time watching it. It's still the weakest of the bunch, but I think it's a lot better than um, it, it's... Um, history or its uh, reputation. The third act sucks, fucking is terrible. But I think there's still some worthy shit in the first two acts. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's the worst third entry by any stretch. Um, do you want to share one of those elements that you think is worthy of a movie in the <laughs> first or second? Well, no, act? because I, the stuff, the satire in Hollywood. I mean, maybe part of it is I like Parker Posey just in general. Like those oh. parts felt like comedy. She plays the yes, Gale and maybe felt out of place in this movie, but it still felt fun. Um, I think some of the satire in Hollywood, um, some of the the re- rules of the sequel, the third, the trilogy worked for me. Um, it just falls apart in that third act. I think I think there's some redeemable bits in there. I think there's a good movie mm. in here, but it needs some editing and some 
a few extra drafts at the script. All right. So Dave doesn't think it's the worst number three. What, what do you think, Nick? I don't think it's the worst number three. Number three. I mean, have you seen Rise of Skywalker? We can go there another time. But, <laughs> Look, we're already forty <laughs> minutes into this one. We cannot <laughs> open the door on Skywalker. Is that like a ninth cool though? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> You're technically right. Yes, but uh, I also I, said I, horror I, trilogies. I guess you'd, we'd have to decide if we would consider those movies a horror film or not. Is yeah. the other question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't Scream One or Two, and you know, it had been two or three years at this point. I think from when it came out, hmm. and it lost so much of the steam, and you could see that. I, I, I yeah, was not very impressed. But I still was. It's not the worst movie. All right, fair enough. Adam, you got some atomic thoughts on this one? Well, I binge watched them, like almost all in a row. I saw two, three, and four in a row. I liked three. I I was prepared to see something that was unwatchable, and I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed one and two. So wow. Um, I wow. I didn't hate yeah. it. I don't care about any of the background stuff. I. I do see why you think that the third act slows up a little and some of the humor seemed out of place, but I enjoyed the humor. Yeah. So I, I, I just enjoyed it. So, and uh, there's a lot of things that happened that I didn't expect, and I nice. give it a thumbs up. Okay, Ebert. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave answered my next up, yeah. question already. Dave, uh, I think you said Parker Posey was your favorite movie within a movie character. Playing yeah, Joe I just... I guess yeah. She, I mean, I just like that actress, and yeah. I, I like what she brought to it. Um, she was in a different movie, but I liked her movie a little better. <laughs> okay, well, um, Adam, who's your favorite stab movie act, like character in the movie? The movie within a movie, people. Stab. Yeah. The well, stab my favorite cast. is that it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that too. That was kind Fair of enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was laughing so hard at that, but That'll I did count. want to do we'll, a shout We'll accept out. that. We'll um, accept that as your answer. What about you, Nick? What was it again? The your stab actor or stab person, like the movie within a movie. Uh, uh, you know what? Three's the one I didn't get to watch. So I forgot who was in the the false movies. I mean, I think Jenny McCarthy was in it, right? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. And she's be, like the Drew yeah, Barrymore I type. Her, yeah. yeah, I mean, that she was, was still film. hot at that time. You know. <laughs> I mean, okay. not that she's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So since they since they took Randy out in the second one, my final question for you, gents, was: Do you like how they included Randy in this one, or is it just total bullshit? Adam, is it bullshit? No. Okay. I think it, I think he's the kind of nerd that would do something like that and leave and leave. Make a will and testimony to tell you how trilogies work. <laughs> a little video. Yeah, I think that's. You know, he saw it coming, he's seeing formula going on, he thinks he's in a movie. He does the tape. I didn't think it was a cheap shot. I I, I enjoyed it. And Nick, I thought it what was about you? I, I loved it. I thought it was a nice it was a nice little surprise and it was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, which makes me realize how much you needed to be in part three. Hmm. Yeah. Dave, we've arrived. You can answer I... and then you can tell us about Scream Four. All right, so Scream 4 picks up... Uh, no, like, you got to answer the question first, bro. Oh, well, you just told me to... Oh, okay, well, fine. Uh, no, I think I think the, 
even even though I'm even though I said my opinion on it uh, turned around, I I do think that using Randy was a, a cheap tactic, um, hmm. just a way to squeeze him in there. No, I'm sorry, you killed him in the last movie. I don't think you know they like could have had gone. fake Randy deliver that message, right? Yeah, I mean he had a sister. I don't know why his sister couldn't have been like she clearly works in the movie business. Why couldn't she have been the filler in for that scene and be like, okay, here are the rules of a, a trilogy? But no, it, she just delivers the tape. For him to tell. Yeah, that was a little awkward. <laughs> they had to create a character to deliver the funeral video to them. You know what I mean? I like. I never heard yeah. about Randy's sister. Did she? Did she mention in the other movies? I don't think so at all. Yeah. I don't think so at all. No. And that's yeah, the only but... cheap. That's the only cheap story conceit of these movies. Like the the cheap plot things that they do in this movie, mostly in essence to create the killers, is they invent relatives. Yeah. And now, Dave, you yeah. now you can introduce us to Scream 4. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, the Scream 4 takes place, well, 11 years uh, after the last movie. Uh, wouldn't you know it? There are murders going on again in Woodsboro. Um, what? Although, Dave, I didn't know yeah. that. Thank you for telling me, informing me. <laughs> wow. Woodsboro. Uh, it starts off with a great, uh, very meta, 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 meta uh, opening of... Uh, the stab movies and in relation to real life within the movie. Um, so murders are going on. Dewey's Dewey and uh, Courtney Cox's or Gail Weathers got married. We finally see she's washed up. He's the sheriff of the town uh, solving everything. Da, 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 da. Now we have fill-ins for Randy, the new generation who are filming everything, basically creating vlogs about their theories of horror movies it's basically pass. It's basically scream the next generation, where you have incorporation of the original characters passing the torch to the new characters. I don't, although I don't think we're going to see any of the new characters in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, we don't have to go into a long discussion, but if you want to know the end, ending spoiler, uh, it's her niece uh, and the one of the guys, the bloggers, the friends. Um, yeah, I just felt like passing the torch. Um, I actually really like this one. Um, this one is, I, I remembered enjoying it in the theaters, and I think it's still, it still holds up. I think this one, the satire, I think they took time and had something to say again. I think Williams had time to finally craft a script instead of having a rush assignment. Um, it felt, it felt, I think this one is, uh, and we'll get into that later, but I think this one is probably the strongest since the first one, because I think it had something to say about remake culture at the time um so i think it was the first one that had something to say in a while or like you know and didn't feel rushed so yeah uh so i guess i'll go start with my uh my question this was Wes craven's last movie before he died um so do you guys think this is this was a good movie for craven to go out on well what uh, do we have to compare it to well i mean it's his last movie so i mean do you feel that uh it just, I I think yeah because at least he's I mean Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream is what he's most known for so why not go out with one of those right right yeah I think he had a little bit more in his tank you know I don't oh, think, I think he, he did done. too but yeah well I guess I mean yeah I'm sure he had more in the tank but I mean if this was going to be the last movie you go out on do you think it's worthy or do you think he went out with a dud basically is what I'm asking Oh. Uh... I don't think it's don't not think... good enough. It's not good enough to be like the thing on the tombstone. I don't think. Right. Okay. I thought four was uh, very entertaining. Um, I'd pro- probably put four as my number two. 
Oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah I we'll, really we'll get into them. we'll get into that in a moment. Or yeah, two. yeah. Well, okay, was, good. Oh yeah, Dave, you're nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're doing that, Dave. I see. What I, you look, did. it's it. You always wish that you could get more out of a great film director. Um, four is I think four is a good movie. It's competent. I think it uh, it's like a return to 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 basics in terms of how the first one was made. They scaled back. They didn't do anything too wacky. But uh, and then and they grounded it, and uh, I I enjoyed it a lot, and I liked the grounded nature of it, and um, I think it was good. I'd like to see something else from Wes Craven if he had something else cooking, something else stirring. But who knows how that would have turned out? I think he did a good job. This is a, it's well, a good career. It's a, a good life. I'm still hoping they'll release the version of Cursed, which would be the unofficial God, director's that, cut that yeah. Dave and I saw at the American Film Market when they no, were trying to, to see shop that, that I, film I wasn't, I wish I was there. you guys actually get to see that? What, I, you Dave, I thought you were there film? with me. No, you told me about it. Like You told me about going to the film market, and I was like, oh, fuck, I wish I was there. No, oh, I heard a minute, you talk wait about Wait a minute, wait a minute. In my memory, you're there. No, no, we rented it um, when it came out on DVD. You picked it up. So and I'm the like, only when... one that's seen the director's cut yeah. of this movie? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Holy shit. I should have pirated that. I should have brought a camera into the theater and <laughs> released it myself. <laughs> John, and I want to know how it was. I don't know if you want to spoil it so, now or later, but yeah, I want to hear. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to really dig through the... Yeah. That's going to be like a special episode. Yeah. <laughs> that is John's weird. reflections on Cursed. That is weird. Oh, I was I, certain I, I was certain that. that Dave was there with me. No, you because we got it or you got it when it came out on DVD. You got the unrated version, and I remember you saying like, "What the fuck? This isn't what I saw." Because you so, saw you were expecting the unrated version to be that. Hmm. So what was how was it different? It's better. They, they chopped. They, yeah, it's better. I, I don't want to. We don't, don't have time Harvey to get Weinstein into it really. Thing. It just it the. Wes Craven's version, like he and Landis were working together on this project. It's a werewolf movie. It's got Christina Ricci and uh, and what's his name before people really knew who he was. The guy from the Zombieland Jesse movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eisenberg. Yeah, that guy was in the Social Network movie, which Tarantino suddenly said that was his favorite movie of the two thousands. Um, wow. But yeah, I, I mean, gosh, there's so many side discussions we could throw into this scream anthology. The, first, the, the, the director's version is actually more frightening, and they relied less on the CGI because the movie mixes CGI with practical effects. They used more of the practical werewolves in the director's version, and um, what's his name? Who you who who you think is the main villain? Is the guy from Dawson's Creek um, who played Pacey? He was also in Mighty Ducks. Who's help me out, guys? Jesse Joshua Jackson. Jackson. No, no. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. So he uh he um has a bunch of speeches in the movie, almost scream-like, like Randy-like, in this movie. And a lot of those were cut. And it was mostly, and it was mostly the way, there was a lot of violence trimmed down, because they're like, oh, NC-17. I'm like, what? You can't get a rated R? And then they released a 13, they released a PG-13, so they cut a lot of stuff. They cut it down to PG-13, so. Anyway. Wow. It was a great horror yeah. film that became kind of a mediocre bargain bin DVD at Walmart. Yeah, Craven. Craven was pissed off about that whole thing. Like he kind of wiped his hands and just poured everything into Red Eye after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, do you, do you guys think that the formula work, still works by this point, or do you think feel like it's on the fumes? 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like it was uh, what they did with it being, what was it, like a, 10 years later, however long it was. I thought they brought, I mean, I thought it worked. This is going to be weird, but I think they made Scream 4 just so they could make the television show. I never watched the television show, by the way. Don't. <laughs> oh, shit. I I, I I got through half the first season and I I cut out. I feel I I see the love of the craft in this movie and the thing that uh, really hit me is uh, the niece's performance uh, when you find out what she is and uh, ooh I've never been filled with more hatred for a movie villain that I can she's think great. of in recent memory. And, and by <laughs> the way, I love the scene where she's like atta- like jumping into the the glass. Uh, panels and like hurting herself I, I thought that was a great scene right well this that's actually just, that's has... her doing billy loomis's routine but to like then to like times 10 but but doing it to yeah. herself like they had yeah. to do it to each other this girl's like fuck i gotta do this to myself <laughs> yeah right. she was a real she's a real beastie and yeah. she she seemed to have that same kind of mental illness that like the people that in the in the instagram generation where they just like i need more followers i need more likes i need more love oh, and i need it now and, yeah. and that's the their food, right? And she well, even was though like, this movie is almost ten years old, it still feels like it feels like it's ahead of the game. Like that Instagram sure. culture was just starting, and it's like in full force now. Um, he, they they kind of had their finger on the pulse. Um, yeah, I know I didn't ask everybody everybody's favorite kills, but I got to say this one actually had one of the most brutal kills for me. I, and it's not the most elaborate, but the the shot where uh, Anthony Anderson as one of the sheriffs gets the knife to his head. I, I don't know why. That just freaked Ooh, me the fuck out. That was like my favorite. It went right <laughs> into his forehead. And that's a oh, casting yeah. measure. You get two likable actors uh, playing the deputies, right? So you, you Yeah. But that's based on reputation. If you don't know them, maybe it's a throwaway, but most people know who they are, so it's kind of yeah. like you, you care about them. They're a little witty, and then and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Uh, and so best last line in a movie. Do you remember? Fuck oh, Bruce. No, you have to remind me. What is Fuck it? Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> no, I remember laughing so hard when I that. I laughed so hard. All right, Dave, bring it home. Tie it all together. So um, I'll start with mine, but I'm going to ask for everybody's, now that we've seen all four, I'm going to ask for everybody's rankings. I'll, I'll kick us off. So for me, number one's tops. Uh, after this watch, I'm going to say number four is actually my number two, and then I'll say two and three. Okay. So okay, uh, Nick, what is your what would you rank them? My number one is actually two, which thank you, John, for giving me two. Nice. Then it's yeah. number one, then number four, then number three. All right, John. Um, I go two, one, four, three. Nice. And uh, John, dude. Oh wow. Wait. Oh, besides the three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys are gonna be like, "What are you smoking, Adam?" But it's four <laughs> is number one for me. And, Whoa, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Two is two for me. Uh, num- the first film is uh, number three for me, and, you know, agree with the consensus that the third film is number four. But it's not a distant four. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, I mean, I gotta it, say, this isn't really my thing. Yeah, my opinion turned on three this time. Actually, I had different opinions about all of them uh, this time. Um, yeah. Well, you're not wasting a weekend. You could watch all four on a Saturday and Sunday and be happy. 
Yeah, they're good. They're good movies. I'm not. They're solid. They hold yeah. up. We're just solid being picky because we've seen thousands of movies and we're the binge watchers and we got to really nail them. Yeah. That's all. And 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 Dave's like, you you got to number these. I'm like, okay, Dave, I got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Although I'm gonna I'm gonna spit out this quick quick opinion. I feel like for me the first one works the best because even though it's in the 90s, I feel like the first one is is an 80s movie. I don't care what year it was made. That is an 80s movie. Every reference yeah. is an 80s movie there's other than fashion and and music there's like almost nothing that tells you it's the 90s um, it's very much an 80s movie made in the 90s uh, see to me it feels very 90s i yeah like if i want to remember what the 90s are you screw, put the original scream on you'll go to the 90s. see i'd say scream 2 though scream 2 yeah. felt more 90s to me than this one they're uh, you know making references to the oj trial and dershowitz and mm-hmm. all a bunch of different 90s shit um I don't know. Just my opinion. I don't know about you guys, but it makes me feel a little sickly sweet to realize that those times are gone and we're in the times that we're in now. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. Man. Uh, we're here to entertain oh, people. Yeah. We're, we're not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna children. deviate from the course. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, not go, <laughs> let's not go there. But yeah. Well, I did want to also say in the third movie, Carrie Fisher is pretty cool. Yeah, but great cameo. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. like three, my favorite. Three was yeah. the most meta, meta, meta of the three, or of all four, really, because mm-hmm. oh yeah, like like okay, for instance, just just nerd out for a moment. In the very first movie, my wife pointed this out watching it with me. One of the VHSs on the uh, near the TV is Clerks, and then by number three, there's actual appearance by Jane Silent Bob. That was a little that was a little crazy for me, but yeah. Well, that's just like uh, that's just the Weinstein Company and Miramax keeping it all in house. That's what that is. Dimension right. and Miramax, it's all their movies. That's why that should have been cut. Didn't further the story, but in the third one, Roger Corman, that was yes. cool. Oh yeah, being that the studio cool. executive, yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, I think we told we managed to reveal all the killers except for the third one. Um, oh that yeah the stupidest oh my god we because that one didn't stand out the most yeah well i'm sorry we well, can another have relative sydney's also like are. sydney's the only the only one in her family who's not a, a raving lunatic i mean maybe she will be in number five i don't know but her half brother is the murderer <laughs> in part three folks yeah. they're ruined for you officially oh my goodness um, johnny so, spoiler Doing his best. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going with the flow here. I feel the peer yeah. the peer pressure because you guys told the killers from the other movies. Um, uh, so, what do you guys hope will happen in Scream Five, Nick? I, so I got two things. One, you need to kill either Gail, Dewey, or Sydney. You got to kill in like the first or, five minutes, right? You got to like right away, or just or kill at least two of them. Like we hmm. they they have, like. You have to surprise us. You can't let these people live. And that's what I actually thought they would do in four. That was my only disappointment in four. I'm like, you didn't kill one of those three? You son of a bitches. Really? Why well, not? Well, it's going to be Gell or Dewey because one of their, their, their child is going to be one of the killers, right? I'm assuming, right? And my, and my, second, one, my second part to that question was um, I'm, I'm fascinated how they're going to use the technology because everyone has a cell phone. Hmm. Like, how does a killer really get away with something? How do you kill in this? Oh this man! Age? In part five, the killer is going to be posting on Facebook. Facebook yeah, I know, live, but it's like, like... Oh, but it's like, where, where's the <laughs> status location? Updates? Like, like, how are they posting live? And then, I mean, there's like, that's going to be really interesting to see. Like, He's they're gonna really going to be gonna have calling on WhatsApp. 
I, I get maybe yeah. <laughs> we have an, an Android phone or something. I guess. I don't uh, know. Yeah. You gotta I do think, a Tinder I date kill, in, you know? Like, somebody swipes left and it's the killer or something, you know? So. Yeah. Huh. And how are they going to use the, the killer voice again, right? Because it's like you have that machine that does the voice. How are they going to incorporate that again? I don't know. An What's avatar. An you know the What's iPhone avatars where you have little faces? Or you had to hold it to your phone. It's going to be a ghost yeah. face avatar on your phone. That's all. Yeah, that's true. And, and how are you going to get the... How are you going to show a realistic interpretation of teenagers answering the phone? Dude, that, I know, right? Like they're gonna have to be texting, and then the, they just the killer appears, and it'll be suspenseful through the texting. I guess. I mean, this movie has to deal with a lot of stuff. That the it's like, people. hey guys, it's yeah, scam but that also again. gives it pretty free range to go yeah. into new territory, though, too. That's true. I mean, it's exciting. I, they really have to get creative, and I hope Kevin Williams is up to the task because he's older. Will he? Like, he's really got to embrace technology to make this work. So that's that's my two cents. I. I yeah. I think he kind of said something there. I mean, what do you guys said, like, swipe right or left? I mean, what if the yeah. the ghost killer, like, lures people by on dates? I don't, I don't know. Something. Mm-hmm. And there's a hint of that. But what I meant, like, what do you think is going to happen is, like, where do you want the plot to go? Like, who do you want to be the killer? And, like, if you if it's your Scream 5, like, that's what I mean. Like uh, Her dad. Oh, yeah, he's finally snapped? <laughs> or he's been the master <laughs> I'm no. sorry, dude. Watching these four in a row, I feel the most sympathetic for the dad because they're constantly – they don't say it out loud, but they're constantly basically calling Sydney's mother a whore the entire time. Like, what a <laughs> slut. So, like, not only did the guy lose his fucking wife, now he's like, has the shame of knowing that she cheated on him the entire time and everybody calls her a whore behind his back. So, like, the dad has so much shame going on. He's going to snap. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I can tell you something that really bothered me. That we found out stab one was happening during the second movie, right? And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden they're on stab three, just because the movie is Scream Three. Right. But shouldn't it have been stab two? We we missed stab two, guys. And I don't know where it went. Yeah. Who was in was stab it? two? Yeah. Uh, was I the only one that knew like this time watching all four in a row? I had no re- I had no idea that they used that one song, uh, Red Right Hand. Yeah, in every, in every single, single movie. One. Yeah, that's oh, a I was looking song. forward to it each time. Like, all right, where's it going to be now? <laughs> so we I got yeah. Nick's Scream 5 plot. We got Dave's Scream 5 plot. Adam, do you have a Scream 5 plot? Or you just want them to include another stab movie within the movie? Hmm. <laughs> I think they need to uh, They need to kill Arquette's character. Oh, yeah. Like in the first couple minutes. Like, like, like I, finally take rid of well, him, get rid of him? Those <laughs> scrapped then, plot items from... Scream 3 made an appearance in Scream 4, like the cult-following students, this, the fan club, the film students that became the killers in Scream 4. Uh-huh. So yeah. there's a ch- and they're talking about Matt Lillard, Matt Lillard coming back, but an ultimate twist would be, what if he's not the killer in this one, but he is his character? Like, he was the previous murderer, but he's, like, rehabilitated, and he's just a scapegoat, you know? Because um, if, if, if you cast him, then you're going to automatically assume he's a killer, <laughs> so it would have to be a misdirect. It would have to be. It would have to be right. the Liv, Liv Strider thing yeah. again. Yeah. Well, dude, um, I mean, yeah, they, they have so many red herrings in each one of these movies. But what I, mean, I would love not... is what if they fucked with everybody and Sydney is the killer this entire time in every single fucking movie and things that happened were part of her were, her hallucinations. Yeah. Yeah, like she's the, the most psychotic report. of the entire family. She's yeah, totally the, gone. Yeah, the police report versions of her side of the story – why in the world could this be happening to the same person being targeted year after year? And yeah. eventually you'd think, well, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. 
um, maybe she's the problem. And she yeah, was hallucinating. I think in part three, like she sees the ghost version of her mother. And I yeah, thought that was did. her yeah. brother, like setting up scenarios with actors to make her think she was losing her mind. But no, I think like I, I tried to rewatch it and say like, no, she is really fantasizing. Like she yeah, had a psychotic was... break. And I I'm like, that's a only... new element in Scream. Like, really, real psychosis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I feel like the only reason that was even in there is so that later, when the curtain was over, mm. the mom started moving or whatever, what was supposed to be the mom. And I feel like they. She know. would question reality it, it, because she already had well, a hallucination. I don't know, man. It was like a loo- It felt like a script loose end that got filmed for <laughs> entertainment value. And then it, it, it didn't end on the cutting room floor, but. Some follow-up scene. What I'm saying, like, if they pull, like, a fight club on us, and she's killed everyone this entire time. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would mean that the the fifth movie twist on all the previous movies that you have followed, and that could be a lot of fun. But my idea centered around um, Jay and Silent Bob being the killers in the next one. Oh, that would (laughs) be really fucking funny. That would be really cool, too. That could actually work. So wait, are you... Well, I mean, kind of going along with John, maybe it'll be like the end of that movie, Identity, if anybody remembers that, where everybody was all in their head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Killing everybody. You know what they could really do if they wanted to pull the stab thing way out? Is like, what if Nev Campbell was Nev Campbell playing? Like, what if they went after it was the actors in Scream, but they're playing themselves? Are you talking about, like, doing, like, how they We're did on um, really Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They take a playbook from Freddy Krueger and then they bring the monster into the real world. And it's just somebody pretending to be the killer from the movies going after Nev Campbell, David Arquette, uh, Courtney Cox, Matt Lillard. You could bring back, you could literally bring back everybody from every screen movie and kill them in real life. Not Actually, in real life. Check- it's still a movie, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? You got my, you got, what if what if the, the format of the fifth movie is like a retrospective documentary and everybody they just start getting picked off one by one, the real actors? Yeah. Matthew Matthew Lillard dies. Skeet Ulrich dies. <laughs> you know what, guys? We just fucked up because we just gave them the plot to Scream 5. They're just going to listen to this and rip it in and just going to write it in. But are they really going to wear the ghost face every time they have to kill someone? That's the question. I don't know. Like, do they, and how that's... many ghost faces can we have in one movie? Because, you know, yeah. in the past it's been like, I guess, max two. And now we yeah. can have like all the ghost faces from previous. <laughs> it could be like five guys. It could be all the people that yeah. are fans of the movie that meet on like the dark oh, web. Oh, wow. I guess you could have like... one of the other actors just snap on the rest of them, right? Yeah. And a real, like, yeah. Henry like, Winkler. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Chill, they're all invited to a gala, like a binge watching of all four Scream movies. And then for whatever reason, a whole bunch of them show up because they're being paid to be there as a publicity stunt because sure, new yeah. Blu-rays are coming out or something. And then then it then it takes place in the movie theater, kind of like Demons. Wow. A mix of Demons and... Uh... <laughs> Scream. <laughs> Screamins. But um, I, do, I do need to inform everybody that Scream 5 found its directors and it's not Nev Campbell. It's uh, Ready or Nots, Matthew Bedellini Open, and Tyler Gillette. Sorry, guys, if I'm pronouncing your names wrong. But they're going to oversee Scream 5. But Kevin Williamson is back to write it. So did you guys actually uh, happen to see Ready or Not? It's another horror movie that came out. No, I I won't. I've been dying to. I've actually seen it twice. I saw it in the theater, and I watched it at home with my wife because I thought it was so good that she had to see it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, like, if you want to marry into this rich family, like, you have to survive a night of the family hunting you. 
and then you get to join the family or you get pretty much sacrificed or something, but it's actually pretty good. It was entertaining it's... from like most of the movie. It was like, um, I'll wait till you guys have seen it because then we'll discuss what happens in the movie. But it, it doesn't go exactly the way you think, but I don't want to say too mm-hmm. much. So, but they're good. They're good horror movie people to do. That they can definitely take on Scream Five. I think that was. I once I heard that I was I was I, I was at ease because they they seem to know satire, especially based off of just that movie, Ready or Not. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 the one thing I think you feel you need to balance with Scream is suspense and some humor, some lightness. Um, mm. So. I think they can do it. It doesn't look like Courtney Cox is signed on, according to IMDb. Hmm. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure she will. this is the first one that's come out since they, her and Arquette had a divorce, so I could see that being a problem. <laughs> that's why one of them has to die within the first five minutes of number five, so the other one doesn't yeah. fight with them on set. Or they're divorced, and then they never have to have scenes together, and have split custody between the kid, and it just works that way. I guess I don't know. But no scenes together, and they trade them off through liaisons because they don't even speak, and we don't. And the audience never finds out what happens. And Sydney's the one that drops the kids off between people. I don't know. We can go. Out <laughs> so guys, we have an and <laughs> ghost Randy. Well, that happened in the uh, in Game of Thrones. The lady playing the queen, Lena Headley, used to date the guy playing Bronn, who's like the hired swordsman. And like mm-hmm. they were like in the last three or four seasons, they were both main characters, and they refused to work together like on set, see each other, pass in the hallway, whatever. Yeah. Oh wow. So they wow. had stand-ins, like because they actually had to interact. You know, you know, you know what I mean. So yeah, whatever. Um, little trivia. Um, next week's summer slash is supposed to continue with this movie called The Samurai. That's a German slasher film. It's the Samurai Sword. The killer's weapon of choice and not literally a feudal warrior from Japan. Let's make that clear for the third time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But here's an opportunity. I stumbled upon a really great slasher movie called Angst, which is really screwed up. Oh, I have that. That's actually a fucked up It's really screwed up. And it would, it would, it's definitely up there on, uh, would be on a summer slash list. There's an, um, also we came across that there is a screen movie that came out before, the Scream series in the 80s, like 1980. And it's a slasher movie until the very end, essentially. And then it, the reason for the slashing is kind of confusing, but also a surprise. We have an opportunity here. We can go and watch this other Scream movie that's not related to the Scream series. We can axe the samurai from Japan and move on to angst. Or we can keep our contender and watch the samurai. I'll leave it up to like the committee here for what our audience should be following for next week because we, we want them to play along and to watch the stuff as we talk about it. So we got to tell them a week ahead so they have a week, in theory, to watch what we're about to review for the next week. I, I, have, a, I have another option that I think might be awesome. What? What if, what if we continue next week with the Samurai and maybe we talk amongst ourselves and rejigger the schedule? Hmm. Why don't we make Scream the last one of the summer slash to see how it compares to the first one at the end of the summer slash. What, uh-huh. do, you mean? what do you mean? Meaning that'd be the capper at the end of the summer slash. We watched the la- other scream. Well, what other movie uh, would that replace? It would replace Lord of illusion, which isn't a slasher. It's supernatural, but technically there's a cult in that movie and they're slashing and they're not really supernatural. So, 
Well, I'm just saying we can look at our schedule, maybe cut one and then put that at the end. I'm so okay with that. Start with Scream and end with Scream. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. That's a nice bookend. Yeah. Prologue and epilogue. That's kind of a cool idea. We can also do double features. We could also double up a couple of weeks if we had to, if there were films we wanted to investigate. Yeah, I mean, we could just look at it. I mean, it's easy enough to just pull one off the schedule and then just yeah. move it around. So, so well, what if we watch Scream and we don't like Scream and we wish we would have watched Lord of Illusions? Well, we still <laughs> yeah, but, but then that goes back to being strapped be in a chair class. and like the devil is showing us all these movies. We don't have a choice. Like Summer Slash, is, we, it's fun for yeah. the audience, but it's definitely a marathon for the rest of us. I, I say keep Lord of Illusions because I'm looking forward to that. Just find another one in the middle and take it away. Oh, I see. Um, okay, so we're going to juggle angst somewhere into the list and we're going to throw this other scream at the end. Somehow? Well, why not? Well, we'll just make it angst and scream because I, you and I can vouch for angst. So if scream sucks, at least you can still talk about angst. Fair enough. So the, we'll have a double feature finale then. The the first scream and <laughs> we're putting a lot of eggs in the scream basket here. I yeah, know, I guess right? so. Um, so next yeah, week, fucking angst has a hell of a performance too. Yeah, it's Ooh. pretty. See, I'm excited about that kind of review because I'm I'm like, oh man, my friends are saying it's good, so. Oh. You know, let's go check that out. <laughs> okay, so next week, folks, I guess we're going to continue with the Samurai from 2014 or 2015, depending on which country you watch it in. But it's from Germany, and it's a slasher movie. And again, the Samurai Sword is the weapon of choice of the killer. Not the, not the um, I don't know, job description or preoccupation of the main character. Nice. Yeah. Any final thoughts that you guys want to share with the audience, or we just wrap it up and uh-huh. move on? No, I do. I got one. I got one. Um, Scream 5, my best idea yet is that we Ryan Seacrest comes in and plays himself, right? And he gets and one of the, like the you know the ghost faces gets killed mid-movie and they pull the the mask off and it's Ryan Seacrest. So they got they got him until they realize, wait, there's other ones that are completely unrelated and I don't think they've done that yet. But Ryan Seacrest is the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's one of them. He just he just wants to get his kills in. He's like, oh, okay. they get media, uh, they get media attention or something. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. He's bored. He's been high on the hog. He's living this like fancy life, but he doesn't get any. He doesn't get to. But here's you know, the thing. The I want layers like they did layers in Scream Four with the movie within a movie within a movie within a movie. So can you have yes. Ryan Seacrest pull off the Ryan Seacrest face and it's Joel McHale, and then Joel McHale pulls off his face and it's Villanelle Ice. <laughs> sure. All right. I'm I'm on board for I'm on board for the the Ryan Seacrest ending only if Nev Campbell gets to stab him in the gut and says Seacrest out. <laughs> Credits. Yeah. I think you just greenlit a movie here, Adam. <laughs> nice. And, and I also think Bill Murray should be a professor in it. That's Sold. Done. <laughs> we have a movie. <laughs> oh, you know what? The best thing I've seen from Bill Murray in a long time is the Bill Murray cameo in Zombieland Two. Did you guys see how that one played out? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Zombieland 2, no. Yeah. I think it's on Stars. Oh, nice. Yeah. Stars, all right. It is. That's right. (laughs) What's there Stars promo? I need to check that out. Oh, crap. I don't know. There's a link somewhere they can also try out Stars. Oh, crap. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was not supposed to be a commercial, Adam. It's supposed to be an entertaining podcast, all right? That's twice in one night, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm yeah. gonna check out stars. 
watch RoboCop three, and then we'll decide whether or not that's the worst third entry in are, a in a trilogy. Are we doing RoboCop three? I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Peter Weller should be in um in what in the stab movies. Oh, I guess he could play the next studio executive that's jaded and then gets killed by the ghost face. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I think we should still go along with the documentary or the get. He's just—he is a professor, so maybe he uh, works at a, 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 a university. Maybe we go back to the University of Scream Two somehow. If anybody out there, there is still listening, I commend you. But technically, the episode is in fact over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go all night, guys. Come on. Yeah. This, I guess that's it. <laughs> the ultimate scream. <laughs> Sign up for Shutter.com. Binge watchers is your special code to get one month for free. Woo! Yay! Yeah. We'll have to really dig deep. Oh, the... fuck, man. Oh, Deezer. Go away. Deezer? Who the hell is Deezer? Deezer Radio. Oh, uh, Deezer. I thought had, like, a dog or something. No. Deezer. is <laughs> like, a European De- radio. We we only we're like a blip on there. I don't, I don't know who who's listening on Deezer. We're, we're our audience really isn't there, so I, I don't pay. They they send me these emails though, but they're not worth opening. You have to unzip Deezer. them too. So that's the problem. Deezer is the is the ghost from the Ghostbusters three script that was never produced. No, that that was Dozer from the original. Yeah, but now Deezer is like his offspring or something. Yeah. The cousin. Have any have any of you guys played the video game? Because I, I heard that like the video game for PlayStation was like almost part of the script from Part Three. Well, is that true? I thought they were doing yeah. Hell Hatton, where like Hell gets swallowed by a Hell, like Hell is a Hell mouth under Manhattan, and so Manhattan disappears into Hell, and then the Ghostbusters are there trying to get you know things put back together. God, it's been so long. Oh, that'd be cool. It's been yeah. so long since I played the game. I beat it like. Six years ago, but I totally forgot the plot. Well, you play you played the Ghostbusters game. Yeah, I liked it a lot actually. But good. what uh, what did you play it on, like a PC or what? Uh, I played it on PlayStation uh, Two. So it was the anime Two. Wow. PlayStation yeah, it goes two. back that far, huh? Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was must have I enjoyed it. remastered it for PC. Yeah, yeah, because the graphics are. Well, I think for the PlayStation 2 and the Wii version, they went for, like, animation style. And then for the other the other ones, they went for, like, realistic. Yeah, I remember I remember my brother had that on, I think, PS3, and it was one of those games that gave me a headache because it was a little too... I don't do well with some of the, the 3D environments where you're looking everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm one of those people that it gives migraines to. <laughs> I, oh, whoa, what's going on with that? I like it. <laughs> I'm gonna move this two minutes to the very end of the episode and have it play during the credit song. <laughs> what we're just talking about Ghostbusters video. Where games. you faintly have like <laughs> Please the do. Ghostbusters theme playing. Yeah, it's mildly interesting, but it's not on topic, so I'll just move it to the end. <laughs> it actually, but, it, but but it is interesting. But it is, yeah, I gotta find a place to put it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show me some. Show me. 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 Show me some. Diamonds in my grill, you see me shining. 24s on that cayenne when we ride. Now show me some. 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 
Just know I've been popping since Dr. J's a chronic. Love all my hoes exotic. The back shots and she riding. Hey, I go for that gusto. Losing ain't an option. Check a bag and make deposits and deposits and deposits. Hey, you see me shining. Just know I've been grinding. Jays is too exclusive. One on one, you'll never find it. I love this LA weather. Cost all over buttons. You think you cannot flex me? You gon' have to. Hey, hey, show me some. 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 Diamonds in my grill, you see me shining. 24s on that Cayenne when we ride. Now show me some. Show me some. Show me some. Show me some. Yeah, you know who I be, bottle popper on the beach But I go by Elijah and I'm always by the profit Hey, the team hungry and ain't nothing finna stop us Check a bag and make deposits and deposits and deposits hey, Mr. Say your girlfriend, yeah I see her checking I just hope your game official if she with me and then she naked Hey, hey top down, tree blowing, left sleeve blowing Don't pump fake if you gon' stunt on it And show me some, show me some, show me some Show me some, 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 Diamonds in my grill, you see me shining. 24s on that Cayenne when we ride. Now show me some, show me some, show me some, show me some. 